this should be fine. It's not coming up as too loud. Um, up, but a little bit. I feel like it would be annoying. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, welcome back to another podcast. I'm rejoined today with uh, Jomis, the beloved Jomis Thompson. Renowned, welcome. Renowned amongst all the lands. I must, I must open by saying that I have some congratulations in order. Oh, for real? Yeah, my, my mother watched the first little bit of your episode where you interviewed yourself, and she highly enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got another viewer. Well, goddamn. Sorry. Well, goddamn. Uh-huh. I'm good. I should talk to myself more often. <laughs> Just make sure you record it. That's what we did. Nah. <laughs> that was actually a weird, weird thought I had, right? Is what's the difference between insane people and not insane people? And like, I mean, I mean, like, very, very, like, loosely. Because it's like insane people talk to themselves out loud. And I would argue that everyone talks to themselves, but it's a lot of it's just internal monologue and dialogue. Hmm. And I'm like, is the distinction that insane people just lose the ability to keep it internal, and they become detached from their mind almost? I, I, I just sort of this passing thought that I didn't really delve into. You know, come off again now. you bring up a very interesting point. Um, you know, I like to work off definitions most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not really sure if talking to yourself is definitively oh, insane. It may be a symptom of a mental illness. But I like to go off. The, the 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 world famous definition of insanity that is repeating the same action, it, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Um, but like, insane people don't necessarily do that, I guess, because insane people like throw shit at the walls. <laughs> and yeah, but maybe they expect a different result. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe they expect you to disappear. Oh, we're joined by the late and great Logan Sargent. Welcome, welcome to the podcast, Logan. Come grab a seat. Yeah, come pop a squat. Mate, when, when you're late, Brendan's got places to be. He's a busy man. We've got to get oh, this no, thing rolling. No, okay. I was just having a really good sleep. Well, then, in that case, I'd like to start off this podcast with a very famous, very quote, a quote that's very dear to my heart, and I think I've shared this with TJ before. Elaborate, enlighten us. The quote, what, what is, quote by, is by by your your good friend Khalil Gibran. Oh yes, yes. Verily, our lust for comfort murders the passion of the soul and walks grinning into the funeral. Mm. Be honest, didn't really process a lot of that. I got a bit distracted. By what? <laughs> I was like, "What song's playing?" <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, Sounded insightful though. Oh, Logan, what, what did you think of his, his quote? Pretty bad. It wasn't bad. I was listening, yeah. See, the printout didn't do too badly. Until he got a couple more pages in. Oh, yeah. Shit Ah, oh, well. Gotta be, gotta be louder than that, Logan. Viewers can't hear otherwise. Can they hear us? Uh, yeah. yeah. You see these little, these little bars? When they come oh, okay, yeah. They just look so. really small. Um, they're actually average sized. Average sized? <laughs> so yeah, they're quality, mate. So check yourself. 
Anything you'd like to get off your mind, Logan? I just woke up. Just so, woke up. Mate, nah, you were waking no. Aaron a bit ago. You messaged me at 6.30, mate. Yeah, I did you wake were, up. You I were awake before uh, I was awake. Right. My alarm went off at 6.30, and then I messaged TJ. And like, then, is this your alarm? Were you kind of hoping it wasn't? No. No, no, no. no. I think you could sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you end up going to bed. Oh, like 11. Oh, not that late. But no, it, was just a good, it was just a good sleep last night. Fair. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to add something. What were you going to add? Oh, I don't know. It was going to be something valuable, but it's going to turn out being not valuable now because I was thinking of it on the spot. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, we went for a really good drive actually last night. Really? Yeah. Where did you guys drive? We, we went up to a lookout that we've got up at Ross Trevor. Is this the one there where you said like you nearly had sex with a girl, but then you were like, no, 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 TJ, I would never, I would never. <laughs> that's our spot, TJ. Oh yeah, no, that's another one. Oh, okay. oh you took someone to the other one? No, no, I've oh, okay, been to the other okay. one. Ah, uh, you dirty dog. Damn. Um, but no, I, I was, I was reflecting on it. And I was hoping the gang could get here earlier so I could tell him that we could tell on the podcast. I realised that I really needed that chat. But I appreciate it. I'm just here for that, you know? Mm -hmm. I am a part-time therapist. Part-time therapist, eh? And what you don't realise is your parents actually pay me. Oh, they pay you, do they? (laughs) How much? What's the going rate? I'm I'm not telling you. You're not telling me? That's that's, that's, that's private. Why? Because they don't pay you in money? Do they feed you or something? Why, why did you give me that look like it was going in a weird way? That's, that's <laughs> therapist class. I'd actually prefer food, I reckon. Food over well, AJ's food. Food over Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you think about, isn't it? I was just thinking of that Drake line. I'm gonna always take the food over sex. That's a very good... That's why they need me out the way what you expect. Motto, though. Take the food over sex. I would definitely rather do oh. that. Dude, good food hits hard. Mm. I've got a new appreciation. And I know that you think sex is highly overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have it so frequently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But don't you like to merge the two sometimes on the dining room table and the kitchen bench? I've heard about this. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Because now mum's listened to one of your podcasts. The chance of her listening to this is fairly high. Yeah, um... Oh, well. I think, I think Mrs. Johnson knows. Like, you, like you can only go so long up, up keeping an innocent image until, like, you know, she, like, she finds you, finds a, the condom in the sink. Well, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, if you think about it, right, one day you're going to be in a position where you're wanting to have a baby, right? If you go to your... Mi- missionary. If you go to your partner's house... And they're like, oh, how's everything going? And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, we're trying for a baby or whatever. You're essentially just telling your, your, like, partner's dad that you're, like, having sex as often as possible, trying to, like, impregnate her. And, like, there's nothing, like, innocent about that. So, really, yeah, it gets to a point where you just give up and just, like, say it how it is. Yeah, I tell my, I tell my parents my sex problems. Which are? To enlighten the viewers. Lack of frequency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's like, you just gotta get out there, mate. Happy <laughs> oh, yeah. Gab Dog. I feel like Gab Dog was a loose, loose cannon back in the day. Uh, well, I know he's circumcised. So. <laughs> yeah, he showed you, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
don't know about all that. <laughs> um, but that's nice that you guys went on a drive, you know, and you like kind of mutually helped each other. That reminds me of my my definite my definitional rule that I came up with mm. the other day. I I really like the rule. Do you what have it on you? Yeah. yeah, I'll get the rule lost. Okay. I haven't heard this. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, what's your rule? The quality of a friendship can be measured by the balance of desire or willingness for each party to help each other in the absence of self-interest, in addition to how much you enjoy each other's company. You come up with it. I, I, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was, uh, inspired. Oh, fucking good. I like that one. I like that. I was, in I was inspired and motivated to define my relationships with other people based off, um, some, like, some, like, poetry slash prose I've been reading in combination with an event that made me call into question the validity of my relationships with some of my friends and I was like, fuck, are they actually my friends or is this just a, a, a friendship of convenience? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then you found someone else quoted and changed one word and claimed it. I did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh, I, I don't know. Just, oh, you, oh, you mean one like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the quote where he's like, um, although thy path is not thy own, uh, together we walk hand in hand. Oh, that's like, where you go, yeah, I'm a good quote from. Yeah. I think you're really good at, like, like what we are talking about, I think it was on the podcast last time. Mm -hmm. You can't have any more original ideas, but you can change previously presented ideas and present them in a new manner that is uh, like consumable by people and I feel like you present information in a really consumable manner mm. or at least for me I don't know about other people put them in gummy bears hey. put them in gummy, <laughs> gummy bears some people might not like gummy bears yeah then I'll put them in corn chips Har Haribo how do you say it? golden bear Haribo golden bears um, oh, what's the other way? Someone calls it like Har Haribo. Haribo? Oh, that's fucking weird. Uh, it's like weird ways. Like no. British people call it something different. No. They don't, they don't slang it. No. Just no. That's what British people means. How do you call this a chip and <laughs> and not a restricted bubble? <laughs> Smack bobs. <laughs> anyway, if that's enough preamble, we'll get into a preamble. Yeah, I, I don't think we should. We're gonna think we should do this. Ah, okay. The printer is not doing its best job. I'm just gonna do the talk. Logan's oh, you cover teas in that kitchen, by the way. Ah. Oh. Next to the teapot, I put new sugar in it. Yes, thank you. Alright. The listeners at home, Logan's a bit soft. He has to have lots of milk and sugar in his tea. That and the printer, the the pr the, the print he did of the script, uh, it's pretty ineligible. Unfortunately, so we just be fun. It's a challenge. It's the challenge. You know, these things happen in life, and it's not about the obstacle. It's about how you overcome. Oh, oh Brennan, look at you. You know, words of wisdom. As in the words of Marvin Gaye, ain't no mountain tall enough. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Oh my God! If you tell me you don't know who Marvin Gaye is, I'm gonna fucking do a backflip. Why? Am, why? When you say that, is the first thing that I think. Um. Uh, Marvin from school, who is gay? Why oh, is that fucking <laughs> Is that my thought? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I know, I know who you're talking about. I listen to his music. 
Bit of a touch of the old northern soul, is it, lads, eh? Putting the gay back in Marvin Gay. Come on, I'm on fire over here, lads. Give me something, make it quick, make it funny. Cut me with it. Oh, yeah, I know this dude. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, oh, now I know Marvin Gay. Now I know Marvin Gay. After I played his hit song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Dude, I don't know anyone's anyone's name. Oh, yeah, Why would I bother myself with knowing artist names? It's not like I'm ever going to meet him. Is he still alive? Uh, I don't think oh, so. Marvin, his dad shot him. Yeah, big ups. I brought you into this world, and I sure as hell can take you out of it. Ooh. He he died. Oh, he got he died. His dad killed him. Why did his dad kill him? I will find that for you. For the folks at home, Marvin Gaye is a um, African American soul singer who is. Uh, World renowned and international, internationally class artist who is, uh, whose legacy still reverberates through society today. And uh, just now, Thomas Jomas has done the disservice of uh, not knowing who he is, but in reparation to that fact, he's, he's going to get us up one hell of a story. Oh, it's not quite a hell of a story, it's a, it's a fairly stereotypical. Um, domestic violence situation. Oh, okay. In, but in, I think in, you, you can upplay it, in, right? In the early hours of the morning of April the 1st, 1984, uh, Marvin Sr., so his father, um, and Marvin Gay Sr., Marvin Gay Sr., and Marvin Gay Jr. were having a, a fight, an argument that escalated into a physical fight. Oh, dear. And Alberta Gay, the, the, the mother of... Marvin, Marvin Gay, Gay Jr.'s Jr. mother. Yeah, so Marvin Gay Sr.'s wife uh-huh. was trying to calm the, the two aggressive testosterone-filled gentlemen. Well, I wouldn't call them gentlemen at this point. Um, well, because grabbed. they're black? No, because they're arguing and You call them fighting. gorillas? Yeah. <laughs> I love that band. <laughs> um, and then she was trying to pull Name them five away. songs, Logan. Five Clint songs. Eastwood, Feel Good, Inc. Um... Uh, not Plastic Beach. That's well, the album. That's the album. Melancholy Hill. Three. Um, Dracula. Kids with Guns. Damn, that was pretty quick. That was pretty quick. I personally would have gone with Rhinestone Eyes. And yeah, Dare. yeah, yeah. That's, oh. Yeah, I would have said Dare. I feel good. It's a lot easier for me to say when I'm looking at albums right now. <laughs> But, but essentially, essentially the ironic thing was... Did you hear what he said from the bathroom? He said, who's Marvin Gaye? How do you not know who Marvin Gaye is? <laughs> I, and I told him, my first thought was, Marvin from school, that he's gay. <laughs> that was How do we know was. Marvin from school is gay? Can't <laughs> Are you serious? Guys, we can't prove it. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> judge someone. Hey, I'm not judging him. You're the one that's now making it weird and judgmental. What you, you are well, judging you, him. You, you judged you, him to be gay. You had the prejudice. He is gay. You had the pre- oh, we don't know. We don't know. He told you know me. He told you? Yes. Okay, okay. In the, ba- in the, in the, in the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after. After. Okay. Um, essentially, in the end, Marvin Gaye Sr. shot Marvin Gaye Jr. three times in the chest with his own weapon. And he died. That's how he died. Crime of passion. Morning, morning of the 1st of April, 1984. Is there any insight as to what the argument was about? I will go looking. Yeah, it's quite an honour to be on the podcast, actually. Yeah. Considering, like, 
since it started, I've been trying to listen to every episode I can. Yeah. So it's, it's a surreal experience. It is a surreal experience coming from listening to it right. and then being on it. Long time listener, first time, first time caller. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I found conflicting sources. Oh. Apparently, this thing was shot twice now. Shit. Oh, I feel three, like it would times be pretty twice. easy, definitive way to like find out by the police report. Mm. Mm. Oh. oh no. What happened? His parents were fighting over a misplaced insurance policy letter. Sheesh. And and they the angered father was shouting at his mother. Mm. And Marvin Gaye Jr. tried to intervene and was getting quite frustrated. So dad went down there, the, the gunner went pop pop. Well that's stupid. Well, there you go. They were fighting over an insurance policy. Yep. Geico, value for your money. Shout out to Geico, our first sponsor for the podcast. And TJ replies, what is Geico? (laughs) Sorry, I'm just reading. Marvin Gaye Jr. initiated the physical altercation. Yep. Mm. Good tourist. Sounds about right, just a couple of gorillas going at it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude. (laughs) I love all the Uncle Ruckus, um... Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> the white woman's got a big heart. Yes, she does. Oh, the white woman's got a big I don't heart. Know that. What did you use that? A MacBook Air? No, I used to... Uh... Nothing. What? A what? Sur- I used to have a surf. Oh, you used to have a surf? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I got this after from school for uni. Damn. There you go. Alright. As we're getting down to business now, Thomas, so I'm going to start this table read. I think it would be suitable for us to to cease the the great jams that of Marvin Gaye, allow for a bit of focus. Nah, see, I'm not a fan of him anymore. You're not a fan of Marvin. He started Gaye. beating up his dad, so his dad shot him. That is a terrible justification for not liking someone. Yeah. Yeah. What if, Mate, if you started, if you came here and told me that you would beat up your dad? I would think less of you. What no, I didn't say that. I said that it's a terrible justification you because... You beat up someone else just because okay. someone else beat you up. Yeah, but... What if, what if it's shame was Hitler? I'm sure, yeah. Uh, well, last time I heard, Brennan, you, you thought highly of Hitler. You thought he was just misunderstood. Yeah, he, he was misunderstood, you know? You know, the guy who killed Hitler should go down as the greatest guy in history. Yeah. <laughs> the man who killed Hitler is my idol. <laughs> Didn't he kill himself? <laughs> oh my... <laughs> that's a little bit of uh, irony. That was a bit of an irony joke by TJ. He, 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 that's his favourite type of humour. You know, <laughs> what do you call that kind of humour? T- is it meta? Is it meta irony? I don't know. Is it, I, think that's, I think that's a meta irony joke. What's the difference between irony and meta irony? Uh, meta is like funny because it's not funny kind of thing but like the way you say it makes it funny oh okay yeah Yeah. so the skill was all you TJ I'm I'm fighting there wasn't there wasn't much active like intention behind my comment oh like I wasn't trying to be meta funny like I was just trying to be funny but not not really 
And that's it just comes that effortlessly to you, TJ. That's how talented you are. I'm I'm having a look at the script here. Uh-huh. And I'm 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 concerned at how many times I see my name and DJ's name. That's just the first scene, man. That's just the first thing. How many scenes do we have today? Seven? Ooh. Yeah, I had a flick through it last night. It's looking interesting. I feel like it would make sense. How are we, how are we going about this? Um, we can get, uh... I feel like it would make sense that we, we can get we TJ play to narrate, and then we'll play ourselves. And for this first scene, I'd say I'd play myself. And Logan plays DJ and narrator, and TJ plays TJ. Easy. Yeah. Now, I, I apologise, listeners, my, my reading ability is fairly subpar. In past English. Past English? Yeah. Did you pass English? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, y- yes. Oh, really? Yeah, but you don't have to read to be able to pass English. Yeah, true. Alright, have we all got the uh we all got the script up? Yeah, so mine. <laughs> I've just read the first line. How, right. so how are we going about it? Are we reading scene by scene and then breaking it down and discussing it? We can do that if we deem it necessary. Yeah. Or is otherwise or we get some clean, clean read for we, we can get some feedback on, on the on the scene. Uh, per scene, if you feel that's necessary, you, you need to give them give them like a number that they can contact you on to give their feedback. You can oh, yeah. viewer input. Call me at um oh four five one nine five seven zero three six. I reckon you should put it. Is it is, the it, link the, in is the it the same number each time? Because I've heard you put out. It's Dude, that's his actual number. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard you put out your number. I'm very it. accessible to the fans. I want the fans to know that I'm here for them. You know, this is a product. The fans. <laughs> The fans, yeah. Mrs. Johnson. Uh, she should feel she should feel free to call me at any time. So um, I'm narrator. Yep. And DJ. DJ. Okay. Yeah. DJ being like uh, being uh, David Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Alright, um, thank you for that, Mr. Jomas, wherever you are. What the... what was that? He was watching something on his phone while he was in the bathroom. Um, for the folks at home, TJ just got up and went to the bathroom, unannounced. And then, uh, he just played some weird video through the Bluetooth speaker that he's still connected to, which made me and Logan very uncomfortable. I, uh, was expecting... I was hoping that wasn't what I... It did sound a lot... It is, yeah, it did. It sounded a lot like something sexual. Yeah, I was hoping that wasn't what I was thinking it was. I yeah. Was, I was just kind of... We're going to have to... Where's that noise coming from? But, um, we have a choice now that when TJ comes up, we can either just sweep it under, under the rug, rug yeah. and, oh. key and press forward, or, or we, can, we can really confront him about that. <laughs> interesting. It's an interesting choice. <laughs> interesting. TJ, is it a number one or a number two, bud? I guess that flushing noise answers my question. Right, my apologies there, boys. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't started. I'm waiting for you. You're, pretty, you're in there pretty early. No, I'm not. Alright. I'm not even on the first page, boys. Alright. Uh, this is a... Oh, 
Logan closed his computer for whatever reason. Well, so I can reach over and get my tea. Uh, okay. I must say, wait, so who's reading the um, italic stuff, the narrated stuff? Yes, the narrator will be reading the narration. the narrator? Logan. Okay, he's very good. Alright, now that we've established our roles. <laughs> Who am I? Fuck's sake. <laughs> well, we can start the table read of episode hang one. On, hang on, hang on. Andy has a minor inconvenience. Scene one. That's all, it's all on Logan now. Take it away. 3 a.m. on a Sunday, Andy is going through his Tinder while doing his pre bed routine, humming happily until he is in bed and matches with a very cute girl. I mean, you can read what's in brackets as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, to be fair, you've got the next line. You wouldn't want him to be reading suddenly, suddenly very, very serious. serious. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit! Andy instantly messages TJ, screenshots and asking what he should do. TJ doesn't reply, and Andy realises he hasn't been active for six hours and checks the time. Understandingly, uh, he's probably asleep. I think he's got trials in the morning. Quick cuts of Andy getting into his car, driving and knocking at TJ's door. TJ's dad opens the door, looking very intimidating and unimpressed. There is a momentary pause. TJ, how are you, man? Oh, not bad, Brennan. I see you're still a front runner for this year's Miss Australia. <laughs> oh, you know me, DJ. Gotta get those curls for the girls. I would have thought with hair like that, you found yourself a man by now. And I would have thought with a body like yours, you would have won a few more ballroom dancing competitions. Mate, we won last week. You want to see the video? Oh, with all my heart. TJ walks dearly, dearly to the door to see the cause of this rude awakening. Brennan, what the fuck? (laughs) Andy holds up his finger as if to shush TJ. Just a a second, TJ. (laughs) This is some fucked up shit. TJ walks drearily into the kitchen and puts on the kettle as Andy is very impressed in the background. Not bad at all, DJ. Not bad at all. But I gotta ask TJ something real quick if that's all good with you. Oh, I suppose I could allow it. Oh, DJ, your kindness and generosity knows no bounds. I'm gonna have to pay you back in a big way someday. Andy Moses up to TJ. Teach. What? Got another match, buddy. Just gonna put that there so you can have a quick look. Uh, DJ, you gotta take me dancing with you one time, man. You gotta, you gotta teach me the moves. We can't have one guy getting all the babes, you know. <laughs> TJ slides Andy's phone along the floor aggressively to the door. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Good luck with the trials tomorrow. You son of a bitch. Camera reveals what TJ wrote on Andy's match. What is your favorite stone fruit? but it can't have a stone in it. (laughs) Yeah, so you can leave now. (laughs) Andy is furious. (laughs) What did he write, Brennan? Andy shows DJ what TJ wrote. Oh, you're a fruit, Thomas. (laughs) TJ, in pure disbelief and frustration that DJ is siding with Andy, throws his hands in the air and walks off screen to his room. Oh, don't worry, Brennan. Here, I've got a joke to cheer you up. Oh, okay. (laughs) An Aboriginal man walks into a hipster cafe and starts looking for the dude with the biggest earrings and longest dreads. After a few minutes, he finds him and listens closely as the hipster tells the waitress his breakfast order. The man says, I would love a free-ranged, 
cruelty-free, low-calorie, soy milk, caramel, macchiato, and some toast with smashed avo, please. To which the Aboriginal man screams, What did you call me? <laughs> Andy smiles proudly at DJ. Thank you, DJ. Tear wells up in Andy's eyes. You always know just what to say. Andy goes to embrace DJ, and they lightly kiss. <laughs> I best be getting home now. Andy starts to leave when DJ interrupts him. Hey, Brennan. Yeah? I just wanted another look at you. Andy smiles fondly. Then we have several quick cuts of Andy leaving and arriving at his house, and his alarm-labeled work goes off. Fuck. And <laughs> scene one. So what do we think of scene one, guys? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea where to start. I, I personally find it quite amusing that a lot of this is actually stuff that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'll... it's funny because it's not stuff that I think would be good enough to ever make the cut for an amusing, like... But it is amusing. Thing, but it is. Keep, keep in mind, not everything is true. Yeah, I mean... For, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Brennan and DJ did kiss, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. That ties. Was that Aboriginal joke true? Um, yeah. Yeah, you did actually tell us that. <laughs> um, I feel like... Do you need to explain the punchline? Or are you assuming your, your, your viewers are switched on? Um, it's kind of like the old expression. A joke's like a... Joke's like a... Um, we'll put it this way. You have to explain doing it to AJ. Explaining a joke's like doing an autopsy on a frog. You understand it better, but you'll kill the frog. You'll kill the joke. Uh, so you have to explain a joke, you know? Well, that, it's, just a, it's just a question. Yeah. Fair. Fair, fair. Alright. Is there any, any, anything else? Do you think there's too much narration, Logan? Um, what, what, sort of, what sort of TV show are you wanting to go for? How do you mean? Like, doesn't doesn't the genre that you're trying to fit this into dictate, like, how much narration you have? Well, the narration's not said. The narration's just there as a guide for the actors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? For, for, for most of the part, <laughs> it would just be a guide to, like, expressions and, and Yeah, and, like, actions. The, the actions and events, yeah. Logan gets it. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, exactly. So I have to read it so it makes sense. So it just doesn't seem like you're reading a fucking yeah weird yeah English kids narrative. See, Logan gets it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> what is the intro sequence? Andy skating to work. Yeah, I just thought that would be that could be cool. There's been a few ideas like it could be me skating to work, or like it could be someone like any like someone who works at like kind of like the hub meeting place for all the characters like it's just like their journey to work or it could be like the fruits um journey from um being grown to like the market to the store that you work at yeah i like that one that, that's a good would one would you do this live action or animated um i like i, I mean to do to film it live action is the most accessible to me mm. like mm. I, obviously i'm i don't know how to animate me neither <laughs> and it's, it's a bit of a time a very time consuming expensive venture um, so, as of now, I was just thinking of that the other night, the mm. other day when I was uh, listening to an episode of the podcast. Yeah. Again, which feels surreal being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we like to keep it surreal. All right, let's start with scene two. 
You guys cool with that? So yeah. in scene two, we got two characters, well, three characters, um, briefly at the end. Um, I can assume the role of myself, if that's cool with everyone. Yeah. Um, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll be Max, you can be Nate, you can have a, you can have a brief. Yes. And T- I can still narrate. TJ will be Max, and, and Logan will be Nate and narrator. All right. How See, many words does Nate say? Not very many. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> six. Hey, you got six words. Oh, no. It's a couple more. So we'll just get going. Um, yeah. All right, scene two. Let's go. <coughs> Andy enters fridge. Andy. Whoa, bro. You look terrible. Did you sleep last night? No, man. I couldn't. I matched with this girl from Tinder and she's super cute. And I had to come up with the perfect opener. Otherwise, I'd get left on red in the oceans of her DMs. Dude, I know exactly what you mean. You know, I don't think women understand how hard it can be out here for us guys. What do you mean, bro? You're always going on dates. You're like a young, black-haired Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but they're never the same girl. It's a pretty good problem to have, man. One which I, I think you could very easily solve by being more open to. No, I refuse to be romantically involved with white women. Come on, man. You dated Hannah. Wasn't that fun while it lasted? No, and I've paid the price for those two weeks for the last two years. Well, I mean, she was underage, so technically you got off light. I would have preferred prison. Um... I could have taken it. All those big, bad men think they're so tough. I would show them a thing or two. I would never have blown my back out lifting those goddamn boxes if I were in prison. I don't know about any of that. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> I'd get them in the showers and they'd, when they'd least expect. Oh, you drop some salt. Bam! The guards would have had a hard time separating men from men. Bro, I'm telling you as your friend, you've got to stop with your homoerotic fantasies. It's 5am, it's making me super uncomfortable. <laughs> what? Nothing about that was gay. I'm a straight dude who works here. If anything, that makes you uncomfortable, makes you gay, and I would never bang you. Oh, you wouldn't bang me? <laughs> nah. <laughs> You're way too tall, dude. I would never hit all the right angles inside you. Nate enters fridge from outside. Hey, guys. Hey, Nate. <laughs> Max glares at Nate as he walks through the fridge. When Nate passes Max, Max mouths to Andy, I would never fuck you. Andy walks into the store and Max hears a Tinder notification. A little bit of foreshadowing and to end the scene. What do you think about that one, guys? Bit of quick, bit of a quick tit for tat. Andy walks in. Uh, um, yeah. Would Max be disappointed with his betrayal? I think he'd love it. Who's it? <laughs> so is it based off of the Max that I think it is? No, no, it's Max from work. It's some oh, Max that oh. he works with. Yeah. He's clearly oh. got some unfulfilled sexual fantasies. <laughs> About homoerotic. Yeah, we, uh, we, we're we at the shop. We we have a few theories that he's got some underlying uh, homosexuality that he hasn't needs to deal with. But, um, no, nah, it's all... It's is, all he, is he a listener on the podcast? Yeah, no, it's all in good fun. I don't think he's actually homosexual, but... He just, uh, he acts a certain type of way sometimes, you know, the kind of guy. Right. Yeah, but I would argue we all act a little bit gay every now and then. Not me, never. Never. Oh, we, do, do you want to tell the listeners about that time you stayed over my place? No. Exactly, that's right, <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened there? Basically, TJ thought it was gay that... No, 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 no. I'll, I'll tell the story. Alright. So, so what happened was, Andrew, Andrew came over to stay the night one night. Can't remember why, but he, he was, we're having a, having a catch-up, a sleepover party. 
Keep in mind we're, we're li- little little children. I was sleepy. So Brennan, even though he's got his bed set up on the floor, he's got his mattress, he's got his beautiful pillow and his quilt, and he's all set to be nice and cozy, cozy and have a lovely sleep. Well, I'm not a second class citizen. I don't sleep on the floor. I mean, I sleep in the bed in the big house with the masters. So he decided to get in bed with me. So we got onto my bed. We got under the covers on the other side of the bed, so up against the window. Yeah. So I was in between his mattress and him. And I was not having a bar of it. Yeah, what's gay about that? I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want Brendan in bed with me. I no, wasn't comfortable. I don't see any problem with that. I wasn't comfortable at all. Nothing I felt gay very about uncomfortable. that. He, 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 he had some weird, weird comments and breathing in my ears and, and touching my chest and I, I had had enough. Still don't see what's gay about that. <laughs> so I, I exclaimed that he had to get off my bed and that he had to go sleep on the floor. So him begrudgingly, keep in mind I had rolled over the other way so I could avoid any, any sight or interaction with him. Mm-hmm. He begrudgingly lifts his body up and then proceeds to have his stomach facing ground and slide over the top of me onto the ground. And I vividly remember the feeling of like feeling his groin region like rub against my body. My and I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, you face Honestly, there's only one way to get out of that situation, and Brandon handled it properly. Yeah. You gotta roll over them. You gotta roll over them, dude. <laughs> he didn't roll over me, he slid his cock over me. <laughs> okay, that was a bit. Well, were you ass up or were you penis up? I was on my side. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I, I, had my, I had my left side on the bend, because I remember it went over my right hip, and I didn't enjoy it. See, I think that reflects more on you than it does me. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> There's some homophobic prejudice. Yeah, a bit of prejudice going no, on. No, I just didn't consent to that situation. Maybe if I consented, it would have been different. It's actually funny. But I, I hadn't consented it, so I felt very uncomfortable. It's actually funny. I had this very same argument with a girl at work yesterday. <laughs> what, was this after you also rubbed your, your cock over her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, what happened was... Basically, I said, I've never actually been in a gay bar, and the one time I was considering going into one, a gay dude seemed to be hitting on me, and it made me feel super uncomfortable. Um, he may or may not have been hitting on me. The fact of the matter is, I, it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, so I didn't go in. And basically, uh, the, the girl at work who took a pro- took problem with this, she said, I'm homophobic and I'm narcissistic for thinking that every gay man uh, would, he would hit on me. How does that make you a narcissist? No. Uh, no. Right? Also, that's not homophobic. That's what I said. That, that's like a, a chick that you're not interested in hitting on you. That's what I like said. Just as uncomfortable. It's totally fine. I, I feel like there's nothing Just a matter of lack of attraction. That's what I said. Homophobic narcissistic <laughs> about that. You, like, you know homophobes are like... Like, they will look at like an object that remotely looks like a penis and be very uncomfortable at the side of it. I didn't say that, but like... No, but I'm saying like that's what homophobia is. Is it? Like homophobia is a like... Fear of phallic objects. <laughs> well, I'm no, pretty sure it's related to fear it. I'd say it's... Dislikening for people... Yeah, but it's a fear. So it's like right? a... It's a... Like substantial, unrealistic... I feel like... Yes, phobia means fear, but... The way the word connotations have been like misconstrued, not misconstrued, just like taken 
differently. So it doesn't necessarily mean fear. It's more of a term to describe hate or like a bigoted ideal prejudice. Mm. So I feel like it doesn't mean fear anymore. It's fear, hate, discomfort. Yeah. Or mistrust with people. So I'd say it's probably, it's, it's different than how you describe a lot of other phobias. You reckon? Yeah, because um, if I'm an arachnophobe, I'm not, like... I, I would have said you can use all the same words. What do you mean? A fear, distrust, dislike, mean two spiders. Alright then, so we can can confirm that Grace <laughs> was wrong. Yeah, yes, <laughs> good work. Yes. Getting us back on track. Alright, thank you. Fucking Grace. I expect an apology uh, Is she in, also a listener? In, in written form. Uh, she's a part-time listener. Not, not, a, not a caller yet, unfortunately. She hasn't called in. Fucking hell. Yeah. I'm just disappointed by the lack of people who call. Yeah. You put yourself out there. You put yourself out there to be judged by the high beings of the internet, and then and you just get nothing in return. You get nothing in return. I hope they're happy. Yeah, but that's okay, because I got you, man. Thanks, man. I got you, babe. CTJ? This is what real love looks like. I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's contented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, we're going to scene three. We'll, we'll start scene three now. And we'll do this um, similar roles. Uh, yeah, I don't it's know. just yeah. TJ doesn't have anything. All right. We'll go TJ. Go narrator. Ooh. All right. Change it up. All right. Are we, are we ready? You're ready. <coughs> All right. Andy and I are pre-packing different fruit and vegetables on the same wrapping machine at the same time, while Heidi quickly chops celery with the c- canoe. Just brief pause. Your your inability to read is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. Maybe this is just uh, some. Uh, well, what did elite, I say wrong then? Elite you just... said quickly instead of quietly. <laughs> hey, I told you I can't read. Yeah, okay. Go on then, gang. You can be narrator. No, what no. is that? No, no. Nate's got, got a. Nate's got a huge a what, kunai. What is that? A kunai. Kunai. Dude, I've never seen that. Kunai. This type of knife. Yes, it's like a Japanese knife slash throwing knife. Why wait, 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 why is she cutting vegetables with that? That's like a little Rick and Morty joke. It's like, what? whoa, that's so wacky. Okay. It's a bit of foreshadowing, it's a bit of wackiness. Yeah, the scene gets to be interesting towards the end. Yeah. Dude, did you really cheat? No, I just scrolled down. No, oh, I cheated. Alright. Alright, TJ? With our kunai in the background. No, 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 start again. Andy and Nate are both pre-packing different fruit and vegetables on the same wrapping machine at the same time, while Heidi quietly chops celery with a kunai in the background. Andy moves to wrap some corn, but Nate cuts in front with a watermelon. Uh, hey man. Oh damn, sorry dude. Andy finishes his wrap and moves to wrap another piece of corn, but Nate cuts in front again, and Andy looks stunned and unimpressed. Nate finishes his wrap, then decides it's not good enough, and instantly moves back into place, cutting off Andy while uh, wrapping his second corn pack. Bro. From wrapping his second corn pack. Dude, I told you, I can't read. No, that's my line. Bro. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, dude. I got you again, huh? Yeah. You kind of did. Um, it's all good, though. You know, we all make mistakes. Nate cuts off Andy again. Do you have a fucking problem, bro? Nate turns slowly to look Andy in the eyes. None shall pass. 
What? <laughs> None shall pass. Now, I'm trying to wrap this corn so I can go home where I no longer have to tolerate your bullshit. I will wrap this corn. Then you shall die. Nate, if you don't move out my goddamn way, I will rain down an ungodly fucking firestorm upon you. I move for no man. So be it. Andy calmly re unloads a revolver from Nate's torso. Holy shit! Andy calmly unloads a revolver into Nate's torso. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, I can't fucking read. You, you haven't got me when you gave me a roll, but I clearly said I wasn't capable for it. <laughs> you can speak perfectly. Yeah, I can't to read. read. All you gotta do. Yeah, is I can't process. Read Nate Andy what it says. Unloads a revolver into Nate's torso. Walks away to put on a raincoat and picks up an emergency exit axe. Andy axe murders Nate in American Psycho fashion. Try cutting in front of me now, you fucking stupid bastard! Scene cuts back to Andy and Nate rapping as Andy hears a Tinder notification. Uh, revealing that the axe murder was all a dream. Heidi is now cutting carrots with a regular knife. Andy picks up some more corn and Nate cuts in front. No fucking way that worked. <laughs> Wu and Andy are working. Um, that was the end. That was the end of scene three. That was the end of scene three. What do what we guys think of scene three? Right, apart from TJ's inability to read. Hey, that's, that's from YouTube. I, I told you I was a kid. I, I did enjoy the dream sequence. Yeah. Oh, well, the like kind of unreal uh, reality warping sequence. I don't know what you Mm, bit of a daydream kind of thing. Yeah. Poor Nate, man. He got Take shot. Take a fan of Nate. Six times. <laughs> he got shot six times. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he got shot six, six times in the torso and then murdered with an axe. Mm. <clears throat> I was thinking of um, Albert Camus' The Stranger in that, where like the dude fucking unloads a clip into him without mm. feeling a single... without feeling any emotion. Mm. I would, I would argue that he's probably dead if you've unloaded a revolver into him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, no, he's still it. gasping for air when I come back. For oh. dramatic effect. And then I feel I, like, I, feel like you I finish him swap off. swap murder with, like, a more gruesome... Well, th again, this isn't red. It's not red. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still. Isn't he already dead? No, he's gar he'd be gasping for air when I come back. Well, then you need to specify that. That's Mate, why I said. The trials of gunshots are very, very different in in different different medias. All right. If you're quite finished, <laughs> we're up to scene four now. Are you you're not going to add that in? No, because I think it's pretty clear. But. You could be director again. Yeah, calmly unloads him there, and then axe murders him. To fit, then Andy finishes him off. Yeah. Andy finishes Nate off. Changed it. All right, you know this is constructive. You know, I just need, I just need to take my criticism better. And you know what? I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, TJ.
I, I, I sense an underlying frustration that my poor reading has got some tension. Yeah. Well, I mean, the previous frustration may have factored into my overreaction <laughs> to the, criti- the constructive criticism. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll, we can learn from that and we can, just, and we can move forward. You know, that's life. Yeah. TJ gets minimal roles now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be Will. Uh, you want to be Will? Yeah. I can rate. I All think right. there's uh, a Scott. Oh, so you're having a go at me, and now you're looking ahead. Mister? Well, I'm trying to figure out what characters we're Yeah, you can, you can be Nate and, I mean, narrator and Scott. Wow, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really getting picked on now. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. Right, let's, let's get going. Will and Andy are working on the load discussing the Tinder situation. In the background, there is an inspirational poster of... Can I just interrupt a question? Is this like a... <clears throat> like, do you need a do you need a like transition from scene three to scene four? Yes, but I mean, like, it just cuts straight from one to the other in the same location, just with a different person. Yeah. No, this is a different location. A different person. Yeah, I know it's a different person, but isn't it all at work? Yeah. Is that is that weird? Um, I'm just thinking from like a viewer's perspective seeing like you having a shot at work and then you having another shot at work with a different person and then you having another shot at work with a different person but all at the same well like, it fades to black and fades back in to clarify I'm, 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 I'm just thinking like it's worth doing it in a different setting it is in a different setting one's inside the shop and one's outside out the back of oh, the okay, shop okay. where they're lo- unloading the truck okay I hear you yeah I can be more clear about that though you're right well, oh, uh, if you if you know it, you're making it. Will and Andy are unloading the truck. That probably more so comes into like your scene description. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. So yeah. When you have like art boards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For it to, to just to show it. No, that's good feedback. Thank All you. right. So, Will and Andy are unloading the truck out the back, discussing the Tinder situation. In the background, there is an inspirational poster of Michael Jordan saying, Fuck them kids. Nice, bro. Is she fit? Yeah, I think she's pretty cute. Take a look. Nice, nice. What is your favourite stone fruit? It can't have a stone in it? Andy looks very proud of himself. How the fuck did that work? (laughs) Hey man, when you're good, you're good. Yeah, this is true. You're not good, though. <laughs> I care to disagree. <laughs> you look like a poor man, Stefan Merchant. <laughs> that doesn't make... That doesn't even make any sense. You're being ignorant at this point. Basically, twig. Stephen Merchant has glasses and blonde hair. Yeah? He's the hot twin. The, the hot twin? Do you know what a twin is? Alright, <laughs> I have too much respect for Stephen Merchant to disrespect him, so I'm just going to ignore that. Non-identical. I'm past it. Way more handsome. Bro, what, what do I say now? Is it, is it Stephen? Stephen? It's Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Merchant. Merchant would know. I don't even know who that is. Stephen Merchant would know. He does actually look like Andrew now that I see it. What's that dude? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know this dude. He's so funny. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Continue. Um, it's you. Shut the fuck up. No, no, no that's you. 
Is it? Did, yeah. did you say Stephen Merchant would know? Yeah. Because yeah, oh, okay, I said, is it Stephen or Stephen? <laughs> oh, okay. Shut the fuck up about Stephen Merchant. Of course, Stephen Merchant would know exactly what to say. He's the reason for all of Ricky Gervais' success, and he's an absolute late killer. But I'm not Stephen fucking Merchant, and I'm not his ugly twin. I'm Andrew Brennan, and I need your help. Good, so we agree. Stares hatefully. Okay, let's recap. You opened with, what is your favourite stone fruit? but it can't have a stone in it. Yeah, I came up with that myself. <laughs> you sure you did? Uh, yeah, I did. You can, and you can ask TJ if you don't believe me. I don't care. And she replied with, I had never thought about it, but won't they all have a stone in it? Kind of sounds like she's stonewalling. No, them. no, no, no. Because, see, these other girls... And he scrolls through his other matches to show all the girls who left him on red. Huh? See? If she was stonewalling me, she she wouldn't reply at all. True, good point. Women usually don't reply to you at all. <laughs> this could be good for you. Exactly. Scott interrupts by nearly hitting Andy and Will with a forklift and honking at them. Oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> Stupid method. <laughs> Sorry I interrupted you ladies, hard at work. If you wouldn't mind, could you do some work? Gotta get these pears in the fridge before Christmas. Scott proceeds to light a cigarette and walk off with his chocolate milk chuckling to himself. Bro, I got it. The perfect reply. Give me your phone. Andy unlocks his phone and passes it to Will, who types the perfect reply. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this scene has the most setting slash, like, yeah. clarity issues, I think. Uh, how so? Uh, yeah. Well, it the most questions. Yeah, because... Oh, unloading a truck, then where are you standing to be hit with a forklift? Yeah. Hmm. Like, you're standing in the truck, back from the truck. Mm. Is is this the presence of Scott just to break it up a bit? Yeah. Okay. Or, or is, like, the whole, like, the pears into the fridge before Christmas, is that, like, alluding to something else that's going to happen? No, no, it's just a... It's, it's literally just, a, like, a little bit of, like, yeah, break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Comic relief. Um, what I was you that Scott's a character in the show. Is it worth... Learning not having fuck off. <laughs> not having um not having Will read out what the message is the first time and just have it cut to the like the Tinder profile and the viewer can read it? What I wanted to my vision for it was um like he's reading it out and like like on the side of the the shot it's like it says the convers- it shows the conversation. Oh, yeah. oh so it's both. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's like not a shot of like the phone, it's like a shot of Will reading it. And then like you see it like pop up on yeah. the screen. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Is there any is that the only response she's got? Yeah, at this point it's just like yeah, okay. being like two Real messages. But you know it's like it's like kind of the um hyperbole of how Tinder actually works, like you get a reply and you're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do we say? <laughs> A uh, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I actually said that to someone on Tinder, did they actually respond? Yeah, they did. What did they say? Word for word, what happened? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what What response do you expect from that? I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> the whole fucking point. For the for the listeners at home, the where that story came from is on rowing camp. I was with Molly, and it was the first time I met Molly. Um, and she was sort of like sitting there, and it was like really awkward because like she didn't know any of us. And I think she was just like, oh, yes, yeah, like, what, what are people's interests or whatever? 
And then Ella yelled out and she was like, oh, so like, what's your favourite fruit or your favourite stone fruit? Duh. And then we started saying what stone fruits we like. And then, then when I did the thing for you, I'm like, I'm going to just be stupid and be like, what's your favourite stone fruit? But it can't have a stone in it. Yeah. <laughs> Nectarines are undefeated. And it fucking works. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the stupidest line I've ever heard. Wait, yeah, yeah, but it'll work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Who you send it to? Her name is Talia. Oh, actually Talia. Yeah. Dude, it's all real. What's a, do we, do we, do my life is like a movie, what can I say? Do we know her last name? What the fuck? (laughs) Dude, I want to see if I remember like, like doing this. I might might tell you post podcast. Okay, okay. Um, let's get with, I'll get on with scene five though. Okay. I'll play myself, I'm guessing. Alright, yeah. And then you can be Joe and narrator. Or I can, I can be, I haven't been narrator yet, so I can narrate. I can be Andy and Ray. I can still narrate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. It's up to you. Nah, we'll... we'll, we'll You're the boss. Nah, we'll keep you as the narrator. You've been killing it so far. So <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't think there's much competition. <laughs> yeah, there's not. <laughs> Alright, scene five. Andy is now losing at cards at TJ's with Joseph. And uh, I feel like... That whole bit there, at losing at cards at TJ's with Joseph and TJ. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a yeah, bit it's narration, like you said, technically it doesn't matter. No, no I'm with you though. True, true, it does. Yeah, I'm, actually, I don't like the now losing. You always lose. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. oh, good one. Do you need right. to explain what card game it is? No. Is that? It could be Uno game. for. Okay. It could be Uno for. Yeah, but then how are you going to choose when you actually make this thing? for the Uno? Shoes. It, it, it is like yeah, it'd be Uno for the Uno shoes. It, yeah, it okay. really doesn't matter. Alright, Andy is now losing at cards at TJ's with Joseph and TJ while explaining his Tinder conversation and claiming credit for Will's line. Was it my line? Will. We had the follow up line, didn't we? Yeah. Bro, how do you keep losing? How am I going to claim credit for the lot to you about the (laughs) line that you came up with? What line did he come up with? We haven't heard it yet. The perfect reply. The perfect reply. That's the suspense oh, for the oh, last my bad, my bad, Do you my think bad. I should explain my that to the, to the viewer? No, no, I'm just loaded. <laughs> no, that makes totally se- total sense to me. <laughs> Bro, how do you keep losing your own card game? I feel like at this point it's a statistical anomaly that you lose this much. You should be reset. Okay. I get it. You're upset that I woke you up early, so could you get ready so you could get ready for your big day? You woke me up at 3am to come up with an Oprah for some random Tinder girl. Yes. I personally don't see the problem here. Unbelievable. You always do this. Do what? You two team up together every time I have the moral high ground and I'm voicing my more than reasonable frustration at a bullshit, at the bullshit you two get into. TJ, we didn't cheat in Monopoly, dude. We gave you your money back. (laughs) I disagree. You definitely took my money. It was $5. And then you vetoed every trade I proposed. Because they were dog shit deals. (laughs) Logan didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did take all those deals and lost. <laughs> it wasn't doing shit to take it. Come on, Teach, don't be such a bad sport. I'm over it. Wait, why isn't Gang ever in this? So I, it, it will be. Yeah. I'm over it. I would not be gaslit over a game of Monopoly. You're just mad because you lost. I won that game. Fuck it. <laughs> 
How did it go with the girl? Did she reply? Ah, uh, now he's all interested, huh? Playing a different tune now, eh? So she left you on red? Uh, well, if you must know, she replied meaningfully. I don't believe you. Well, I thought you might say that, hence I have the conversation right here. On your phone? That's right, so let me have a peruse here. Uh, what was it? What was it, Navy? Oh gosh, I can't seem to find it. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be the one at the top, bro. The only one with a reply. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's just, it's just so deep in the archives. Aha, Talia, uh, here we go. You're so fucking hard to be around. <laughs> Geniuses usually are. Anyway, all in favour that I read aloud the transcript, transcript say aye. Aye. Favourite. Stone fruit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was TJ. <laughs> Continue, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, favorite stone fruit, but it can't have a stone in it. To which she replied, I have never thought about it, but won't they all have a stone in it? To which I responded, IDK, but I think we would make a cute pair. Mmm, very classy. I can't lie, that is impressive from you, Brendan. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I've been known to have my moments. I taught Shakespeare, Shakespeare a thing or two when we met, when we roomed together at Oxford. I, I don't think Shakespeare went to Oxford. <laughs> yeah, regardless, you guys think I'm a hero, and I'm and I'll accept that. But but there's more. She loved it, obviously. She writes, "Ooh, I love it. That's clever." At which point, of course, it's in the bag, and by it, I mean she. What do you mean she's in the bag? What does that even mean? Do you even hear what you're saying? I think what Brennan is trying to say is he's got a day. Yes, and it's this afternoon. We're going to get some food and then see Big Monkey vs. Big Lizard. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. So you're picking her up or are you going to meet her there? Yeah, I'm uh, picking her up, but she didn't give me a home address, which I guess is the safe way to play it. You never know what kind of weirdos are actually out there. Uh-huh. And what time are you picking her up? Uh, she said about 3.40. So now. Oh, shit. Uh, thanks, TJ. Uh, wish me luck, guys. You're gonna be great, man. You got this. Be careful. Oh, I always have protection. Oh, disgusting. Andy exits house. And scene five, that was pretty good. I, scene scene. I didn't <laughs> mind scene five. Scene five was good. Yeah. Got name dropped. Yeah. <laughs> so got name dropped. You. Yeah. Uh, I'm so lost. Um, I I find it. I love how like real this is. Yeah, I know. Are you the guys... one thing, and it's probably fair, and I've just never noticed it before. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about my depiction being like very clueless, but it's <laughs> accurate. Yeah, it's funny reading this because <laughs> it's funny reading it with us because we know it, you get yeah. the so much emotions with it because it's like actually happened. Yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, like we've like this is I've been here before. Yeah, dude, it's just a day in the life. That's how interesting our lives are. I think. Yeah, our, our I love how you kind of have like an eidetic memory for these <laughs> and then put them down in writing. Oh, only the highlights, you know. Only yeah. like the really good stuff. Oh, you want to do scene six? Because I think that's the last, second to last scene. Last scene? It's the last scene. It's the last scene. Wow. Scene six. Scene six to Are you do max or do you want me to be max? You can do max. You won't do much though. I can narrate. And then you'd be radio. And radio and... The chick. Do you want me to be Tyler as well? 
What's the... She's got one line. Oh, yeah, you can be tall, yeah. But you have to, like, really become the character. Okay. <laughs> really become the character. Really become the character. Okay. Okay. Oh, there's no small... There's no small roles on the small actors, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. Who's a small actor? What do you call him small, mate? No, I'm saying, like... I'm saying, like, if, even if you have a small role, you, like, you give the gravity to it, you know? You yeah. Give, like, the... Yeah. Like, um... I'm trying to think if I could do a like very small role in a movie, but like it's huge. Um, like the Joker in Batman Begins. Oh, that was huge. What time do you have to leave to Batman? Probably like 9.30. Oh, plenty of time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we actually kind of smashed this out. Yeah. Alright, whatever TJ is ready. Getting in. Mate, you, you're starting. Alright. Am I, wait, am I, no, no, I'm not waiting. I'm starting. Andy is driving to date when he gets a phone call from Max. Hey, man, what's up? Andy, woo, woo, woo. What's up, man? Not much, Brochowski. Just driving, <laughs> up, driving on my way to the hot date. I told you about, remember? Oh, damn, you got a date? Yeah, bro, clutched up and locked it down. I'm very impressed, bro. That is excellent work. Where are you, man? It sounds like you're driving with the windows down. Oh shit, yeah I am man. Sorry about that. I'm just hyped up because guess who else got a date? No fucking way. That's right baby. You're not the only cabroni. Jabroni. <laughs> Jabroni. <laughs> who got game. Very nice bro. I'm happy for you. You got a date plan? No, not really bro. Just picking her up from school. <laughs> See where the day takes us. I want to get wild with it. Let the universe decide, you feel me? Uh, yeah, I feel you, bro, but did you say you were picking her up from school? Bro? Huh? <laughs> you, you just said you were going to pick this girl up from a school. Did, did I? Uh, oh my god, please tell me it's a teacher, Max. Please <laughs> tell me it's a teacher. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, sorry, Andy. I'm, I'm getting another call. You are not, no, you are not getting another call right now. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Good luck with your day. No, no, he did not just do that. I'm... Oh my god, that son of a bitch. He's going to jail. The man is going to jail. And you know what? Yeah, I don't even care. He deserves it, Frankie. If the man is a pedophile, he, he needs to be rehabilitated. Oh, oh my god. School kids run right in front of Andy's car, making him break suddenly. Jesus Christ. Oh, god, god damn. Kids. Michael Jordan is right. Wait a minute. Andy slowly starts seeing school kids on the streets. What the hell? What did I write there? Does it say on the streets him for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy slowly starts seeing his school kids on the streets. Hmm. That's weird. Andy is stuck behind a special bus. Hmm. Andy turns on the radio to distract him from his growing concern. This just in. A brave young woman has come out with her own Netflix documentary showing the horrors she was subjected to on the infamous Epstein Island. You play brave young woman, TJ. You know, I was only 16 at the time. How could I have known? One minute I was in school, and the next... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus, poor girl. Andy changed the station. Hey, Stinkbutt, guess what? What, but Dink? <laughs> Today marks one year since Kevin Spacey came out as a gay pedophile. <laughs> Andy changes the station to R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. God, I need to invest in an aux cord. Andy turns off the radio and he sees someone waving him in the distance. Oh, no, 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 please. No. <laughs> no, this can't be right. 
Andy pulls up in front of Talia. They lock eyes. Hey, Andy! (laughs) Andy stares blankly for what feels like a lifetime of prison, non-consensual prison sex. Andy pulls away, leaving Talia confused and hurt. In Andy's rear view... But Andy does not look back. Max then pulls up. Oh, hey, Talia. Talia gets in the car with Max as if nothing has happened. Episode ends. R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly plays through the credits. Alright, that's a, that's a wrap on episode one, guys. What do we okay. think? Yeah. I, I should really like it. I mean, not mind it. Not mind it. Damn, I would watch this. Yeah? Because my yeah. Hey Andy, you know, did that, they don't feel... I, I like I it. I was disappointed. I was disappointed by a brave young woman. Why did she sound like know why the fucking got... queen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. She's a brave young oh. woman. Yeah. She got really British really quick. Yeah, she did. Like, very British, very, very quickly. I'm sure there were British girls on the Epstein Island. I mean, I don't Is it the British? It, it probably would no, have been one of, one of the princes. Prince Charles. Yeah. 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 Just playing into the extra Also, I didn't know Spacey was a pedophile. Yeah. He got, he got, accused, of, he got accused of touching kids, and he was like, oh... I'm gay, and then no one talked about it ever again. <laughs> no, really? yeah. He was just like, oh, I'm gay. Damn. He knows the way out of it. Yeah, it's a big story at the time. But um, I'm pretty satisfied with that. Um, clearly, in reading through it, there's a few uh, grammatical errors which come across a bit unprofessional. Like, no, it's like a draw. leaving some stuff in. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and it, you, had a, you, had, you had a few other, other issues that I had to try and fix on the fly, but I just couldn't. Like, um... In, in the narration of scene three. Scene three? Yeah, the one that I was narrating. <laughs> I'm joking, because uh, I should have read it. Oh, that's a good one. Ha ha ha. So funny, I almost <laughs> forgot to laugh. <laughs> I think, um... I do need to work on uh, setting clarity as well. Um, let, yeah. me, let me jot these down in my... I feel like that also comes with you, like, with your picture boards and stuff. Like a storyboarder. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I agree with that. But overall, how are you guys feeling about it? Are you feeling excited about the potential release of... I am, actually. The Banana Republic series? I don't know if I can call it the Banana Republic because of copyright. With who? Um, There's a low-end... There's a small high-end fashion company called the Banana Republic. Setting clarity. Banana Republic. Grammatical. You could just change the name around a little bit, like Banana Republic. The Adventures of Andy or something. Oh, yeah. But I don't want, like, a... Um, this is just kind of, like, one episode that's kind of, like, accidentally centered around me. Um, but upon reading it, I think it is... a bit short and I could put another character's arc intertwined with it well, it's just a pilot true maybe put something about Logan in there Logan could be in it yeah. you ever dated an underage girl Logan? I have not ever dated an underage girl damn I almost I, had you <laughs> I have to like I have to put that in formal yeah. I have no, 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 I was underage when you were dating her yeah but I was underage I heard Holly <laughs> it was that was not any form of statutory right? Uh, okay. Because I, I wasn't. Sure look it up before or after. For the record. I wasn't record. an adult either at that time, so. Okay. 
What about? What about? Don't worry. I have never dated an unfranged lady. There you go. For the listeners at home, Logan does have his left hand on the Bible and his <laughs> right hand in the air. Yep, good. <laughs> you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? You can't handle the truth. Okay, I don't think you can say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's not a good idea. So you're lying. No, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> you're blind, eh? Damn. You know what, guys? I'm hungry. You're hungry? Well, yeah. good thing Gang's about to make some French toast. For real? What, well, of bread? No. Oh, Man, I was dude. just focused on coming here. I was late. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you should have got up when you alarmed I did. I did read what you messaged me, though. What did I message? Six hours, so. Yeah. I feel like... I don't recommend you six hours, like. Alright. Well, in the interest of getting food, I'm going to sign off this podcast. Oh. Good you night, folks. You release our other podcast. What? You release our other podcast. Yeah, because I needed to talk to Will about... Um, releasing uh, putting it on the podcast that we did because I think it, it was potentially very destructive um, you could have just released mine and then released his yeah but if I released yours before his he would feel very um, upset oh okay yeah I get you I get you yeah because I have a thing called emotional intelligence TJ oh, and, I, and I think about how my, my actions might affect other people and do you yeah damn yeah. alright so anyway this is uh, Andy B signing off with uh, Logan Sargent. Yep. Thanks for having me. That, that the good. pleasure was all mine, Logan. And uh, that's that's it. <laughs> Emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say anything to the folks before we go, Teach? TJ's just pouting. All right. <laughs> pouting. <laughs> all right then, just pout. Yep. <laughs>